coming to you from Rockingham, IPL Radio. Elvis Presley there from 1955 with uh, Paralyzed. And just walking into the studio, we have Lynn Miller from Rockingham Well. And uh, if you'd like to put on a pair of headphones, Lynn, we can have a chat. There we go. Can you hear me? I can hear you very well, Alan. Fantastic. Um, Welcome to IPL. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yep. Um, Interesting name, uh, Rockingham Well. Can you tell us uh, the origin of that? Yes, it was birthed out of um, my husband and I were attending a fairly big church in Perth called Without Walls. And they used to run a Friday night meeting called The Well, which was basically come and drink, come and just get refreshed and have a good time. And um, we used to get a lot of young people coming. And so they started to do it in different areas of Perth and Rockingham was the area that we started in. Okay, so you're part of a larger organisation or are you independent? We're independent now because out of those meetings, we we now meet every week. Um, We meet for the last two years, just over two years, we're meeting every week. And so from that point of view, we've become independent, but we're affiliated. We stay in relationship. Excellent. Yeah, which is always good to do. You don't burn your bridges. No, that's (laughs) right. And uh, the thing is, uh, one of the important things with uh, Christian churches is unity. And uh, it's uh, good to be connected. Absolutely. And they really helped us get on our feet. And um, when it was time to say, well, look, you know, we, we will now become a burden to you. If we continue to seek your help, we just need to stand on our feet so it releases you from even some of the technical aspects of public liability and, you know, insure those kind of things. So we, we're doing all that ourselves now. Yeah. Oh, excellent. And uh, where do you meet and when do you meet? Well, another another plug for Unity. We actually meet on the premises of, of, um, of Rockingham Baptist Church. They have a demountable in the front. Right. So we use that demountable and we use their just opposite it is a is a foyer with like a kitchen, creche, etc. So we use that because we don't actually meet every Sunday. We meet every second Sunday right. and on the alternate Sundays and it's not in the morning either, it's in the afternoon. So on the alternate Sundays we meet in homes and um and we have meals together and and so we just work out our Christianity a different way, mainly because it's a major way of bonding and mentoring and just being authentic, mm. really. Uh, it sounds something similar to what we do at the Red Door. Um, we, we do meet every Sunday, but we have house churches and uh, uh, once a month we the house church will meet at a house and have a meal together and then on the last Sunday of the month uh, we have the church in, in the home, so... And I know all about that because my daughter goes to Red Door. Oh, excellent. There you go. <laughs> I know a few people who go to Red Door. It's a small yeah, world. It is. <laughs> yeah. And I looked on your uh, website and uh, had a look. probably non-functional at the moment. Oh, <laughs> Our Facebook. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it uh, seemed to appeal to a, to a younger generation. Is that... Um, no, I wouldn't say so. We, we we aim for family, but I think because of the time that we meet, um, yes, younger people would, would come, but we're actually finding we're actually getting more 
not older, older, but sort of like, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s um, are coming. and But particularly people who are on their own, because the sense is we need more. Right. We need more. So some may even go elsewhere on a Sunday morning but come to us on a Sunday afternoon. And we encourage that because we, we really believe that, again, authentic Christianity is we're all a big home, we're all a big family. Yep. So we just encourage, you know, um, you're not meant to sit home alone because this church doesn't have something for you that night. If another church does, go there, enjoy yourself, and um, because it's just not right for someone to be subject to the programs of a church and, and basically to feel I have to sit alone because my church doesn't provide something on a Wednesday night. Mm. So we just encourage them, you know, if you want to go somewhere else, go. Enjoy yourself. Excellent, yeah. excellent. Yeah. And on the Sunday afternoon, uh, would that be what you would call a, a regular type uh, service, church service? Oh, I'm not sure what you mean. <laughs> it's always difficult. <laughs> Yeah, we worship. We 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 have worship time. We we always do communion um, on that Sunday, and yeah. and there's always a word. Um, but we also try and encourage it to come from the people as well. So we always leave room for question Q and A's. Yep. Um, you can interrupt me any time. You know, as long as your question's valid and it's not distracting or taking away, interrupt me because the whole purpose of this is to learn, to empower and to grow. So we try to sort of avoid a staccato kind of operations in our services, yeah. Right. Now, I know you've told me you've only been going for two years. Um, have you uh, got any community involvement uh, at this stage? Our community involvement is really more at this stage because we're small. We do try and we engage with the community from the point of view is that we we do go out as as missions people to we, we do like to try to go out and share the Lord in Average. some way. Yes, yes. Um, but in terms of community engagement, we do it more. We engage with those who are engaged. Um, so for so we've got a fairly strong missions for a small church. We we give away quite a few thousand dollars each year and we make sure that goes into local, national and international missions. But we try to make sure it goes into missions where um, the people are there to empower others and not to just do a welfare kind of a program that keeps the poverty cycle going. So nice. we look for we look for projects and programs that are really empowering, um, whether they're local, national or international. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sometimes it seems... Uh, uh, crazy to try and reinvent the wheel, yes. and uh, it's better to put your money where something someone's actually doing something. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. If something really comes strong, we, we've got a strong heart for the homeless, so we'll look for anything where that's working. So mm. the salvos, the crew, um, and then we'll be visiting Lilia House, which Paradox Church is doing. So, yeah. interestingly, should mention that my wife is. Uh, a volunteer over at uh, Paradox. Okay. Uh, getting the furniture ready for the rooms for the... For Lilia um, House. So it's wonderful. Yes. Yeah. It's a small world. It is. And it's great to see that all that's being, you know, God's people are working all together. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I'm hoping to uh, get um, Amy from uh, Paradox to come across mm. and have a chat to us and tell us what the program is that they're doing for the women there at mm. uh, Paradox. Yeah, that'd be great. Fantastic. Yeah. Now I believe that you're going to bring us a word for the day. A a thought for the day. A thought for the day. Yeah, very hard to make it a word. I'm used to speaking (laughs) for an hour. (laughs) Yeah, um, I would like to to just um, speak a little bit about hope, actually. 
um, and it's sort of I was inspired by it when I was in Cambodia a few years ago and I was asked to speak to a group of women didn't quite know what to expect where I was going 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 in the afternoon to a village atmosphere and I there was a whole lot of women there with babies and they're all sitting on the ground they obviously just finished having a meal and I just um, I looked at them and just from my exposure to a, a lot of people overseas especially in third world countries a lot of what I see upon them is a lack of hope and um, so my, my thought was I want to inspire hope and dreaming um, because without hope there's nothing we can't believe in anything you can't believe in something that you're not hoping for mm. so you know, the Bible even says faith is the substance of hope. So I just started to talk to them about hope and dreams and inspire them about what are your dreams. And the response that came from them that really surprised me was we now finally know the difference. We always thought that faith was hope and it was the same thing and, and we now know it's different. And so and I think, I think out there uh, a lot of people feel the same way. We put our faith in a lot of different things. Some of us put our faith in God. Some of us put our faith in what we be, what our thoughts are. Some of us put our faith in other people. We, we are operating in faith, even though we might not think we are. And sometimes we're operating in a blind faith because someone told us to believe this, so we automatically do. Other times we're operating in a, what I call a living faith. It's a faith based on experience. Um, but you can still have that faith without hope. And in today's world, it grieves me to see that there's a lot of hopelessness. There's a lot of, especially young people, when you hear young people saying certain things and you think, oh my God, you shouldn't be thinking this way already. It's sad that you do. But then you look look at media and you look at what's around young people today compared to my day and you think the words and the, the scenes and the things that are being impressed upon you are all taking away your hope. So my, my thing was that, that how do we keep our hope? How do we, and what do we hope in? And that's got to be a choice. You can have wishful thinking, and sometimes that happens, but it's not genuine hope because there's no guarantee that it'll come to pass. But the Bible talks about living hope. It's a genuine hope, and that hope is in God. You may not believe in God, but only you can question whether your hope is a true hope, a genuine hope. It has a, has a foundation. Godly hope takes you beyond the limitations of your circumstances because you're believing in something bigger than yourself who takes you, who gives you the very dreams in the first place because he has a destiny for you. But you can have other hopes and dreams that, that are still important to, to inspire us. Without hope, we lose motivation. Um, without, without hope, not only do we lose motivation, we, we don't have any sense of endurance because if we're not hoping in something, we don't have the sense of purpose or motivation to strive and to aim for it in such a way that we patiently endure. And they're the things that build character. And if we, if we cannot learn to endure through a hope, we lose sight, we, we get hopelessness, we lose motivation, we, we lose the stuff that makes character and steadfastness and, and makes us succeed even in this world. So, and that's easy to say, but even as I'm saying these words, I'm thinking, well, there could be someone out there that's going, that's, that's easy said, but I feel so hopeless that I, I can't 
pick myself up to even go there. I, and I, I think about Abraham in the Bible when God said to him, hope against hope, because he was obviously in a place of such hopelessness that he just had to have faith. Because faith without hope and hope without faith, they're linked together. Faith is more in the present. Hope is more in the future. Faith is based on things you don't see that come to pass. But hope is based on faith. Mm. The two work together. So I guess the question is, what? where do you put your faith? Because wherever you put your faith is the foundation for what you can hope in. And my encouragement is put your faith in the living God so that you can get a living hope because he's, he's, he's a God of love. And through us knowing an unchangeable love, an unconditional love, a faithful love, there's nothing more that can, that can breed living hope within you that can give you a sense of purpose even in life. Because it even takes you beyond life. It takes you beyond even the boundaries of time into a sense of eternal hope. The Bible even says, fix your hope on the return of Christ. It's a blessed hope. It's the hope of all hopes. That's everyone's choice. But I guess in sharing this with you, I just want to sow a seed that there is a hope that's bigger than even your little dreams and hopes, and it's called the God of hope. Mm-hmm. And this God gives you hope according to the very purposes and the reasons you were made, the destiny that he had you in his eyes before you were born. He already had worked out exactly all the good things he has for you. Tap in on him and you'll go You'll go to somewhere, a place that's very good and very fulfilling because hope, hope is very fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, and I think we're probably living in a, a time when there is more hopelessness. Yes. Uh, we've, we've got more in terms of knowledge and uh, mm. in intellectual um, expertise, but the hope is just missing. Absolutely. And in what you're saying, Alan, it's, I was thinking about that this morning, that the world is so busy that many people don't have time to think. And even to sit down and say, what are my dreams? Are they valid dreams? Are they wishful thinking? Are they? Is it something that I can actually have faith in, mm. um, what I'm dreaming about? Or is it delusional? Because many times the, we can grow up hearing so much stuff that we have delusional hopes. You don't want to be famous. Mm. Um, but life satisfaction in life isn't built on being famous. It's built on being truly free to be who you are. That's right. Yeah. Actually, um, I had Daryl Wilson in here last week and uh, he was talking on the subject of uh, busyness and the mm. fact that we've made ourselves so busy we haven't ta- taken time to just rest yes. and uh, refresh. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and I come across many people who, who will say, um, I, I, I get distracted, I can't sit still. And I guess what I'd encourage anybody listening is... Um, that's your alert signal that that your that things need to change right because if we can't sit still we can't be in touch with with just what's around us the simple things ourselves there's really no no purpose we're being run by other things we're being directed and pushed and pressured by other things and that that takes us out of sync with with us as well as with other people really yeah thank you very much that You're welcome. is Brilliant uh, uh, subject and uh, very well presented. And hopefully 
we will have you back here an, another time. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to. To present another Food for Thought. Yes. Thank you so much, Alan. It was great to be here. Thank you very much, Lynn. Okay. Coming to you from Rockingham, IPL Radio.